0: So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
2: Episodes, we did it. I never thought we would be able to do it, but we did it. And there was a bunch of people speculating what the 200th episode was. And I mean, come on. It's the movie that we've been sort of talking about (laughs) for every episode. For (laughs) a (laughs) year. So, Brian, for the final time ever, hit us with them 6 Degrees.
3: All right. So, this is going to be a very easy one because the movie that we're doing is Beetlejuice. So, very simply, this movie is starring Catherine O'Hara, who was in A Mighty Wind with Eugene Levy. And Eugene Levy was in American Pie with Jason Biggs, who you might have seen in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back with Mark (laughs) Lucas, who was in First Daughter with Michael (laughs) (laughs) Keaton, who was in Beetlejuice.
2: Oh,
4: it it defied expectations. I love it.
2: So this is going to be a very different episode of Horror Movie Night because, honestly, two things. One, this episode is going to be a whole lot of quoting more than anything. Two, this movie is almost, I would dare to say, a flawless movie. Like, there's not a lot that I can pick holes in. This is just going to be a celebration of what I think I can firmly say now is the best Tim Burton movie.
3: Um. Yes. Yeah, I would say the best. Not my favorite, but definitely the best.
4: That's a good way to put it. I would say yeah. the same.
3: Yeah. It's it's far from my favorite, but it's it's Wait, it's so sad. what's your favorite? My favorite personally is Ed Wood.
2: I was gonna say Ed Wood's in my top three. I feel like my favorite would always be a toss-up of this and Pee-Wee. Yeah, I knew Pee. I was always that forget there. that Pee-wee is a Tim Burton flick, though. I know. I like the least Ed Woody movie, so it's like or sorry, the least Tim Burtony movies like Ed Wood and Big Fish that don't truly feel like Tim Burton movies, and Pee-wee's Big Adventure falls into this. But this is like, this is Tim Burton's coming out show of like, this is what Tim Burton <laughs> movies are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: well, see, Tim Burton is a doozy because he, <laughs> he just was making knockouts, and then he made Planet of the Apes, and you're just like, oh, no, we lost him. And then he comes back with Big Fish, and you're like, he's back. And then he comes and then he out, Willie Wonka. Charlie, yeah, Charlie the Chocolate Factory. Like, don't worry, he did this with Planet of the Apes. He's coming back. And then he just made five other Disney movies, and you're like, we lost them. And then I gotta say, he bounced back on on Dumbo. Dumbo was fun. Wait, yeah. Dumbo's a Tim Burton flick? Yeah, yeah. it's got wow. Michael and it's in it? not super Tim Burton. Wait, yet. and it's got Michael Keaton in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Danny DeVito. <laughs> wow.
4: Wow, yes. so it's actually Batman three. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's actually on one of the on one of the interviews, that's what uh Danny DeVito said. He said it's the first time the three of them work together since
2: Batman returns. Really? Yeah.
4: Mind boggling.
2: So let's start. First note right out the gate is I I this movie has such a perfect score. This is my favorite Danny Elfman soundtrack. And I think it's the first musical score I ever purchased where I was like, I just want to be able to listen to this sans movie whenever i want it's so good
4: oh yeah and here's the thing is fuck you danny elfman because this song the 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 main theme is in the craziest time signatures like (laughs) it's not it's not the craziest time signatures i'm sorry but it's like it goes four four six four 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 six four it's like crazy (laughs) and as of recording, I have not finished it, but I am trying to cover this song. Um, I am very – it's real hard, guys.
2: So the least likable character in this entire movie Otho? is fucking – no, Jan, the real estate agent, who's just storming into people's houses like, hey, I've been showing people your house so that you'll move out. Like, yeah, who is this bitch? <laughs>
3: But she's the only one that paid her respect. Well, this is I you. guess that's kind of, I don't know. Unless it's family, maybe that's she normal. She says
2: that they're family. She's like, oh, they're family. But that's the only reference to okay. that.
3: Because, like, if I had someone that I worked with, right, and, I, and they died, him and his wife died, I, it's respectful for me to go to their funeral. It's kind of weird for me and their child to be like, so, you know, that guy I work with that died? We're going to go stare at his house. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna drive out and look at that. <laughs> like, well, that's weird. If it's not well, the family.
2: implication the implication is that she's the real estate agent that sold the house to the Dietzes after they died.
3: But then it's more disrespectful because she couldn't even wait till the funeral was over because they yeah, were she... in full funeral attire. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's, at all. that's true.
2: Yeah, she's dropping off the key and everything. Yeah. Jesus Christ, but she's followed. She's awful, but she's followed by my favorite character, which is the bartender sitting out or the (laughs) the barber sitting up front. Oh, my God. I never noticed
4: him. I never noticed him before.
2: Oh, no, that always used to be a house favorite. He's got hair to his goddamn shoulders, and he says, (laughs) trim it a little. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a a Kelly family favorite because it sounds like some of the stories that our grandpa would say. Yeah. Now, before we get into laughs, we got to get
3: serious about this episode for a second. This episode has almost ruined my re- engagement and my relationship and put me in a bad spot. Oh my God, did Jade
2: not like Beetlejuice?
3: No, no, Jade loves Beetlejuice, but.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jade's okay with being number two. She's accepted being number two. And okay. then she came in, she said, Oh, look, it's your girlfriend. And I said, Who? Winona Rhonda? She said, Yeah, you love her. I said, I do. <laughs> and then we ate we were eating dinner and she said wait a second christina ricci is your girl that means that there's two girls above me (laughs) and i I couldn't lie to her i said yes
2: (laughs) (laughs) the pacing in this movie i i never realized it until i was watching it yesterday but the pacing of this movie is flawless man it like like that you introduce your main characters and then they're just dead, and they're ghosts, and we're into it like it doesn't drag anything out. it knows exactly when to introduce characters at what time like it is so well structured i will yeah. also
4: I agree, and I also want to point out the fact that they they're so good at the timing that you have the um the the foreshadowing of the dog right as they're about to drive over the yes the, the covered yeah. bridge it's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm and the the other thing that i i guess i always liked this movie but i feel like i liked it from a visual standpoint and i thought that beetlejuice was funny you know what i mean that's what but, most
4: people gra- gravitated to in the like 80s when like 80 late 80s when we're all watching this as children far too young
2: yeah but like the, there's so many subtle quick jokes and i feel like it has to do with you know tim burton casting so many improv actors in the movie i'm pretty sure michael keaton threw out the script and just ad-libbed all of Beetlejuice's beetlejuice oh i love it i wouldn't be um,
3: surprised if the uh the pervert teacher from um sleepwalkers otho, yes. was uh because the ad-lib guy
2: yeah because my favorite scene in this whole movie now never liked it as a kid is just otho and delia walking around the house and they're like little quips and one-liners are so fucking funny yeah um, there's a the one line where Delia just goes, oh, look, an indoor outhouse. <laughs> they just, like, the <laughs>
4: <room>. <laughs> These are both Otho quotes. I was a hair analyst briefly, which is really funny to me. <laughs> um, and then he goes, deliver me from L. L. Bean. L.
2: Bean. Yeah, the, El well, Albin. I the, want that uh, tattooed. <laughs> there's the scene where they open the closet and she rips off her face and he just goes, oh, my God we hope we can only pray that the closets are bigger than this one just it's so dry it's she has uh she also has the line this is my art and it is dangerous yeah that's what i was looking for
4: thank you but then also um it like pins her against the house and she goes i this isn't the way i wanted to go or something like that
2: (laughs) yeah do you think i want to tie this one yes
4: thank you yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) but like the other beetlejuice line that I think it was the only joke that i didn't get as a kid and now it's hysterical to me as he's reading the newspaper and he goes all right let's go to the business business section and he just opens up to the obituary <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's just like so bizarre it's so dark all of the <sighs> when they go
3: to like the dmv at the dead pretty much oh it's so good it's so good <laughs> and i and one thing i liked about it watching it now is like every semi pun or joke about like the way someone died or someone being dead isn't beaten over the head it's like a one and done for everything
4: and some of it is just a straight visual gag but it's not touched upon by anybody it's not like hey look at that guy it's literally like it's okay so I, i actually have a question who is your favorite afterlife waiting
2: room character I, I love the ske- the skeleton smoking a cigarette. Yes, that's- the cigarette guy. He's so funny. He's like, oh. He's got the twitches the whole time.
4: <laughs> that character is so hilarious to me. And oh my God, this movie is just so hard to talk about and not just gush.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, well and I was going to say, I was in my 20s before I picked up the line where Otho says, you know what happens to people when they commit suicide, they become social workers in the afterlife. And then, yeah, she's a social worker. Every single person that's working there, you have like the, the beauty queen with the slit wrists and it looks like the, their main social worker cut her throat. And like the guy was so like the one dude's so smashed up that it had to have been like an intentional, like run over. And then the dude hanging from the noose, just dropping files. off. (laughs) I love that guy. That's oh, my man. favorite worker <laughs>
4: for sure. It's so funny because he's on a like a pulley system and he's like, bah, bah. he's like throwing stuff. On, it's not even in a well mannered situation. Like,
2: he's just like tossing random papers. So much of this movie is still like. That like the claymation sandworm oh, sandworm looks amazing. It looks so good. It just seems
3: like, and not to jump ahead, but it was the wedding scene was when yeah. I like turned to Jade and I was like, you know, I bet you Tim Burton had so much fucking fun making this movie.
2: It it feels like whenever you imagine your best case scenario of having free reign to do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's Beetlejuice. You know what I mean? Like it comes out like that because the story was that, I forgot what the original title was. But the the studio didn't like the name Beetlejuice and they had pitched something to Tim Burton and he was so offended. He's like, well, why don't we just call it Scared Sheetless then? And they were like, well, that's actually a great title. And he was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I
4: love puns. That's a shitty title.
2: My I only actually have one Beetlejuice quote written down, which is weird for me. Uh, I can't. But it's, are you serious? Yeah, I think it's just because I memorized so much. Of th- I could watch this movie in my sleep and yeah, tell you why t- yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have the, I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down, I'll chew on the dog. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he sounds pretty drunk the whole movie, which I really think is hilarious.
2: Dude, the scene where he's meeting the Dietzes for the first time is just, not, just joke after joke after joke. And it hits. Are you talking about the Maitland's? Or so, yeah, the, Maitland. the Maitlands. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just like, you know, hey, you shop at, we shop at the same store. <laughs> God, I love that scene. He's so, it's so fucking funny. Like,
4: <laughs> if you, you can, I can talk as much shit about Michael Keaton Batman as I want because he did this.
2: Yeah, he's so it's so and he's barely in the movie. When you really think about it, he's in the movie, I think they said like seventeen minutes out of the ninety minutes. Almost run almost yeah. as
4: long as uh or he's just he's in here just a little bit longer than Mathilda May in Life Force and she was naked the whole time.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's just but every time he's on the screen you can't look anywhere else. Like Yeah.
4: The same with Mathilda May. Still, <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> he's so charismatic in like that that scene in the graveyard is so fucking funny. You, you want a Zagnut? <laughs> I had never even
4: heard of a Zagnut until I saw this movie. And I was like, that looks great.
2: He's trying to just lure the fly. Oh my God. And then God. that's a
4: great, that's a great little callback because it goes, help me, which is a yeah. callback to the fly.
2: <laughs> when they disappear. And he's just like, he's just like, come on over to my place. watch we'll have some drinks. Talk it over. And he turns around and they're just going. He's like, where'd he go? <laughs> like, so I this is the this scene though is the scene of the infamous Matt Kelly moment um, where my mom took me down to the park and I was about <laughs> four years old and I was hanging out at the park and I was a weird lonely kid and I yelled over to my mom, "Look, I'm Beetlejuice!" And she said, she, and she says in my mind I thought he was going to like sing the banana boat song or something, but in front of everybody at the park, you ran up and you kicked a tree as hard as you could." And you looked at me and screamed nice fucking model. And then you grabbed your crotch and yelled (laughs) honk, honk. honk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: Kids are fucking stupid. And that's how
2: I ended up where I am today.
4: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't. Of all the Beetlejuice comments and and quotes in this movie, nice fucking model is probably my least favorite. But that doesn't say much because it's still fucking great.
2: It's yeah. so, it, it's so stupid in the context, like, like, just like kicking over a tree on a giant model <laughs> and just saying nice fucking that,
3: I wouldn't be surprised like, if that was completely just. Like, oh, for, and oh for, for sure.
2: Yeah. 110%. They just had to add the Hong Kong in later. In post. <laughs> so there's one thing that I have a problem with in this entire movie. And it's, that it's not twice as long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's the banana boat sequence, which is kind of a famous sequence. It's, I, it's my least favorite, actually, of,
4: of this movie. The only part that I fast forwarded watching it again, because I've seen this movie a dozen times in my life. Yeah, I don't watch the banana boat scene anymore.
2: It It is what it is. But it's the girl in all the Asian girl in all green is a horrendous actress. Oh, she's terrible. Like she has like four lines and all four of the lines sound so forced and bad.
3: But she is the worst actress. But I, I think she's very cute. Yeah, I, yeah that's geez, jesus well, christ I mean, jade
4: better not listen to this episode Holy <laughs> shit!
3: jade doesn't listen to anything i do <laughs> it's like
2: you've already been married yeah, yeah. It's, i don't even
4: know why you're getting the paper and spending the money
2: <laughs> but then so we've talked about like the the sandworm claymation but you also have that beetlejuice snake which oh it's great just looks so good and again great like Michael Keaton improved lions. I assume, with the we're here to take your you know, daughter. Okay. Well. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's when he and Lydia meet each other, finally. And he, he's he's as, he's a beetle and he goes, uh, he's he's trying to have her say Beetlejuice. And he makes himself a giant beetle. And she looks at him and he goes, hi, how are you? <laughs> uh, that's,
2: that's my favorite line. <laughs> <I haven't> it's <laughs>
4: such like how, you can't explain that to anybody as your favorite <laughs> line. But it's just so
2: funny. I've definitely said that how hi how are you to people, just when I meet the like just just for my own enjoyment. No one's like, oh, that's a Beetlejuice reference, yeah. but I know, yeah. but I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know,
4: I I feel like your favorite Lydia quote should actually be, "I myself am strange, strange and unusual." And
2: unusual. <laughs> um, now she has a couple good ones where she's making fun of Delia, but I forget. I, she's like kind of the most forgettable character for me. And Lydia? that's weird because she's, yeah, because she's kind of like who the love, like, you can tell that that's the character that Tim Burton connects the most with is Lydia. But like, Winona Ryder is great in it. But when you've got, Like the Michael Keaton and the Catherine O'Hara and Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis just tearing it up. She kind of just having like a very bland, moody personality makes her very forgettable in the movie to me. (laughs) What's the, she has a line. It's not even a particularly funny line. It's just her reacting, but it's right after the snake scene and her mom's all pissed off and Delia storms upstairs and is banging on the door And she yells, come out of there or we'll drag you out by the nooses you hung yourselves with. And she just goes, they didn't commit suicide. So here's the
4: thing about Winona Ryder. I am not convinced she's actually a good actress. (laughs) Um, I'm not shitting on her at all. But like
2: she just picks the right parts for who she actually is. Yes.
4: I don't think she's an actress. I think she's just
2: Winona Ryder. The only other scene I have written down and then I kind of just was like, I'm. I know this movie. I don't need to take notes on this movie. Beetlejuice attacking everybody, including Robert Goulet. Goulet! Giant circus setup. up. Wait, do we have a toy of that? We, I still have a toy in the box of that. See? Of course
4: you do and you're the guy giving me shit for spending 15 bucks on a copy of killer party on vhs
2: i don't think i gave you shit per se you said (laughs) that i don't
4: have my life in check or something i don't remember exactly what it was but
2: i feel like i have no position to say that and that's exactly what i
4: said to you
2: (laughs) the other line brian mentioned the priest. That's another one of the lines that I always find myself quoting is just "Do you beetle?" <laughs> like, I, <laughs> know, <laughs> no,
4: um, I love when she goes uh, when he throws Lydia's voice and goes, "I love this man of mine." That's so funny, <laughs> but not quite as funny as when um, Barbara uh, Gina Davis uh, tries to say his name. He go she
2: he she's like Beetlejuice, and he goes ree. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole scene is so insane because it's he (laughs) because then it's like she says it he puts a zipper on her mouth she unzips it he says it again she he throws the metal plate but then with Adam he rips his teeth out of his mouth and then it's like shattering teeth at his feet yeah
4: it's so great oh man what a fun movie like this is so um I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show or not but um Megan and I recently became aunt and uncle her brother and his wife uh had just had a, a baby boy and the first uh, i mean it, it was like the first or second night he was home they lived close enough so we drove down to their apartment and um i was holding him uh, the baby and the first film that he watched and it was with me was the adams family now the first one that i want him to actively know might have to be Beetlejuice
2: yeah no it's I so we'll get to the double feature soon enough, but I have a very weird double feature that's based on a very real continuous ritual of my Saturday mornings for like a year um, but yeah, Beetlejuice was I feel like Beetlejuice was that movie that when you discovered it at a young enough age, and it was something that a lot of kids watch at a young age because of the cartoon, the cartoon like yeah. The, yeah like the cartoon really drew you in, and the cartoon while i'm sure it has flaws anytime that i look up like clips of it i am i'm impressed by how bizarre it was for a saturday morning cartoon like the it had a lot of different art styles happening at once and it did a lot of really cool experimental shit which is cool it doesn't make any but sense they made suddenly lily and beetlejuice are buddies yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like there's definitely flaws there are flaws in the mo- in the movie to tv show transition but it looks like it was a visually interesting show. If you guys were going to cosplay
4: from this movie, what would you do?
2: Oh, I've seen a lot of people try to do um, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis with the mutated faces. I've seen a lot and, of that. I've seen it done well. And it never looks good. It usually doesn't look good, it, or it just looks like they're wearing a like a purchased mask. Yeah,
4: but I've seen people that have made their own masks and and have done great jobs. So I mean that. That seems like it would be kind of played out for me.
2: I would. So I'm going to go with the assumption that I am almost always at a convention sitting behind a booth, mm-hmm. and I would do Beetlejuice specifically when he's sitting in the lawn chair on the deck of the the uh, whorehouse, the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. um, but if we're going to step away, be slightly less obscure. Uh, the first time that you see Beetlejuice where he's almost got like the cabbie coat and cabbie hat on. Yep, I love that. Like, I think that's the best look. I I know that people do a lot of the tuxedo and the striped suit.
4: I think that the striped suit is so overdone, though. I, I feel like you if you're going to do it, you, you do. Now, I like the one where he's wearing the like the conductor hat. But what I want to do is I want. Well, it sucks because we don't have enough time to do this. But the next time we go to a con together, I want you to be Beetlejuice and me to be Alec Baldwin when we're wearing the same clothes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would be 100% down with that because that's easy enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so stupid, but yet so funny. We used to – we stopped doing it, but at work – these guys would – whenever two people would come in wearing the same shirt, someone would Photoshop their heads onto Alec Baldwin and Beetlejuice <laughs> and send it out through the group, chat.
3: I would probably do – what the hell is his name? The, the, the designer. Otho.
4: Oh, Otho.
2: Because that oh, – Would you is, be Otho is when he's in the
3: – you you could be Otho when
4: he is in the the ugly denim suit yeah. or Otho in a kimono.
3: Like it, yeah. the thing is I'm sassy and I'm pudgy. Yeah. And I <laughs> And I don't care for cosplay too much. So the least amount of effort I have to put into it is better. Like I, I, I got confused by that because I decided not to dress up for a Halloween party. And they were like, great, Otho. And I was like, excuse me.
2: <laughs> Say again. Um, apparently, when that actor died. Wait, was, Otho died? Yeah, the actor who played Otho died uh, maybe like 10 years ago. But apparently at his funeral, the last song played was the Banana Boat song, (laughs) which is just like,
4: I don't know if that's in poor taste or not. I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm
2: sure that was probably a request. I don't think someone's just like, you know, be really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Let's (laughs) troll this dead dude. Um, But I was going to say the thing with Beetlejuice that I realized, and it, it very much is the same thing. It's Tim Burton for me in elementary school and middle school is kind of the same thing as what Kevin Smith was me in high school and it makes it all the more upsetting when their careers are kind of as shitty as they've been for the last couple years is Tim Burton definitely was that filmmaker that made me feel less weird for being into the kind of dark weird shit that I liked mm-hmm. and then you know like you get to like high school and it's those Kevin Smith movies where it's like okay so I'm not i'm not the only person who cares this much about pop culture like seeing characters really talk in depth about pop culture to the absurd level that i had been talking to my friends about it was this very like welcoming okaying feeling and then you know to see like kind of that they've become self-parody of themselves is so upsetting because they were something important at a time
3: yeah let me let me say this if tim burton and Ke- I'll, I'll stick to Tim Burton right now, because Kevin Smith kind of just went a different direction with his career, which let a lot of people down if-
4: to weed. Is that is that what you're trying yeah, to get? Yeah. at? <laughs> yeah,
3: <'cause I'm> <laughs> weed. Um, if Tim Burton is at a point in his life where he is so successful and these movies that we don't enjoy or like I'm at a point in my life where I can do exactly what I want to do and I want to do that, then cool. And it, it doesn't appeal like it doesn't really appeal to me. That's fine. Awesome. Do your thing. Now, if you're trying to like play to the audience and you're letting us down, get your fucking shit together. Yeah. But, like striking. Yeah. Out. <laughs> but, like, Cause I was even thinking watching like the lonely Island thing, which I loved. And I was like, I love how the more successful Andy Samberg gets, the more he's able, like, I could tell with that one is like, he's, he's just at a point in his career where he's like, I'm going to actually do what I think is funny now. And I don't care. And it's so fucking weird. And it's so out there. But I could tell he's like, you know what? I'm doing what I want to do now because I'm successful enough to do it. And I respect It's a that. John
2: Carpenter thing. Yeah, It's a John Carpenter thing of John Carpenter really just made movies for John Carpenter. Yeah.
3: And, <laughs> it, and if they didn't work for me, dude, you just made a movie exactly the way you wanted to make it good on you.
4: Yeah. So I have one thing to say. I totally get it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm here for it. But I, my only criticism or my only argument against Tim Burton – In this situation is I don't actually know if he's making the movies he wants to make currently or if he's like just making movies because they're giving him a fuck ton of money like like a gigantic budget and he's like well this would be
2: fun yeah yeah, it's not like he has this passion to do it it's just like this would be fun and which i mean also this would be fun is still a (laughs) solid enough reason to do something sure you have the ability to do it
4: you know what i mean like (laughs) but uh, i get it but like let's talk about let's take um um oh harry potter
2: yeah he's just having fun but he's also doing something that he would love to do mm-hmm. versus like what the is like... swiss
4: army man yeah movie is absolutely one of the most batshit insane things i've ever enjoyed and i really i had the best fucking time with that movie but <laughs> that said there's no way that he could not do that without his crazy harry potter money and then elijah wood with his crazy lord of the rings money he went and he did fucking maniac yeah. yeah he
2: just decided he didn't just do maniac like let's not step aside from the fact that elijah wood basically was like i've got all the money i could ever need from lord of the rings i'm going to start my own horror production company yeah yeah, because <laughs> i secretly love these movies and have never been able to be cast at them. and that's
3: what makes anton yelkin even more sad of him oh, passing away because he was getting at a point In his life where he was just doing indie type films that he wanted to do
0: hi listeners i'm carolina and i'm tessa and together we are fem regard podcast Mm. we are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike we love sharing our experiences as filmmakers what we've learned and what we've gone through and we love bringing on professional industry guests We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the bids. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
1: It is mind blowing and
0: heartbreaking.
1: How many original scripts are written every year, but are never made.
0: So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors.
1: Check us out at Undiscover scripts, movies
0: made of paper,
1: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Free.
2: Let's do our double features and then let's dive into, uh, you know, what's, what's something new that you've watched that you think people should check out. Um, Brian, you've been doing the, the uh, Beetlejuice thing for a full year, so I believe it's only fair that you get to do the double feature on this. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll do a double feature. Um, I'm going to throw it real quick. I'll throw my double feature out. I'm going to pair it with Frighteners. Um,
2: All right. Nice yeah, choice. I think, I think it's a, the second best Danny Elfman score.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to address the fans real quick. Uh, not, not, not my fans, the fans of Beetlejuice. <laughs> I don't have fans. No. Beetlejuice, like Matt said, is a flawless film and i've seen for the past five years that there's people putting petitions together and making fan art and like begging for a sequel and if a filmmaker makes a movie and leaves you wanting more he did his job and that's it and what happens so many times is we push we push we want sequels we want sequels either the original writer does get on board or they they don't but hollywood sees like oh you know, people want this. It's gonna go. And then what happens is we go see the movie, and we're like, the sequel fucking suck. They ruined Beetlejuice. Blah blah. Let it be yep. a flawless movie. Don't make a sequel well, to Beetlejuice.
2: Well, and here's I've got good news for you. So Winona Ryder, Tim Burton, and Michael Keaton, all at different times have said they would be open to a Beetlejuice sequel, but only if all three of them were involved, as well as the original writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were working on a Beetlejuice 2 script, but literally last month, they decided to shelve it and not push forward with okay. it. So, oh, good. as of now, there will be no Beetlejuice 2. Uh, we're double getting fe- a Gremlins 3. I'm happy with <laughs> <the Yeah>. Beetlejuice 2. <laughs> so, my double feature is the weirdest double feature I've ever done. Because, really, these movies have nothing in common with each other. Except that they were the two movies that I most frequently would watch Saturday mornings before the Saturday morning cartoons started. Sure, I'd watch Beetlejuice, or I'd watch Oliver and Company. Oh <laughs> so my god! And I think
3: I think it's important to know that the Saturday morning cartoons
2: start at eight a.m. So just to give you an yeah, idea, so of what's since <laughs> five yeah. like-
4: thirty?
2: Is up and ready to go about 5, 6 in the morning and needed something to kill time.
4: <laughs> I could do a board game. Nah, I think I'll rewatch Beetlejuice or Oliver
2: and Company. All right, Scott, what's your double feature? Well, I was originally going to go with Edward Scissorhands. But... I thought you were going to say Oliver and Company.
4: <laughs> I was originally going to go with Oliver and Company, but I decided that um, mentioning Gremlins 2, the new batch, is... A really good double feature for me. Mm-hmm. that's it's a Scott solid. pick right that's there
2: solid ass one two punch. So as far as new stuff that we've seen, uh, I'm gonna say right now that I was talking about Beetlejuice and how that spoke to me as an elementary school student and you know Kevin Smith really spoke to the high school me. Um, there's a new movie that just came out called Book Smart that I had heard a lot of great things about, and I was really excited to see. Um, But the trailers really weren't like hitting for me. Like they were okay, but they weren't like blowing me away. Mm -hmm. It it's the first film this year where I've walked away and felt like that's the bar that everything else has to surpass to be the movie of the year for me. It's not perfect, but it is everything you want it in a teen flick, but from like a good female perspective, it has a lot of like stuff that I still connect to with, specifically, and and I'll do the short version of this concept is these two girls who spent all of high school not talking to anybody except for each other and focusing all their energy into studying and getting into good schools find out that a lot of the stoners and the the kids that they thought were these like idiots got accepted into the same schools that they did and that you know in their mind it was you either study or you party you can't do both so now it's the last day of school they're trying to get all of the four years worth of partying into one night doesn't it have um Jonah Hill's little sister in it, right? I think so. I think Megan said that
4: that she's in it. Um and so you got a real you got a real super bad feel there too.
2: You got a super bad vibe to it, but what I really liked about this that was different than super bad is like super bad is a little bit more in that American pie like we just got to get laid. Yeah. Concept. This is a whole lot more of like realizing that maybe you would shut out people before you gave them a chance to be themselves and them realizing that like these people that they just were like, oh, they're party animals, so they're assholes are realizing like, no, they're smart and they're cool people and they're really kind and like kind of just this whole idea of don't just judge someone right out the gate. And it's like a two way. It's just very cool in that way. But then it's just out absolutely hilarious throughout as well. So big old two thumbs up recommend for book smart from me. <laughs> cool. I really want to see right. it. You should. <laughs> All right,
3: um i am going to i'm going to talk about chernobyl and right. everyone has been on a big kick where game of thrones is over and they're canceling their hbo and and if you haven't already don't and watch this mini series about chernobyl because it is
2: and and then cancel HBO. <laughs> i mean listen
3: i love hbo I I I have to buy a membership because my brother and sister both my brother being Matt both canceled HBO <laughs> and and I need my I will pay for HBO just for last week tonight with John Oliver every week that 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 alone is why I need it but
2: but that's not necessary because he uploads his whole show on YouTube the following morning yeah but
3: he needs the
2: news now <laughs> when have you watched it live ever i watch it the next
3: morning true but <laughs> i go to bed early but but yeah chernobyl check it out it's awesome it's it's absolutely insane and if you don't think that you know i understand it was the soviet era but if you don't think that this same scenario would happen here you're just you're just oblivious the cover up yeah. the like trying to Mm -hmm. like reduce panic quote unquote it's it's very sad it's very sick um but it's not it's not like a gore fetish it doesn't like it, it focuses on the people and it doesn't focus like yeah you're gonna see some like radioactive burns and stuff like that but it's not like one of those things where it's like let's gross people out it's like look at what these people went through and look how little their government cared um check it out it's super super cool five episodes we're three in Fourth one comes out on Monday. Boom. Boom. Scott?
4: So can I mention two things? Go for it. Okay, so real quick. The new Twilight Zone, Katie, my girl Katie, gave me her uh, CBS All Access login, um, and I've been slowly working my way through. I want to say I I was burning through it, but I had a strong day where I watched three, and then I've just been petering off and watching like half of one at a time now. Uh, I really like it a lot. I really, I think that it is great, and I I have heard people talk shit about the uh, the update of uh, Terror at Thirty Thousand Feet, and um, I think that they can eat shit because it was fantastic. Dude.
2: I feel like that's just a good story, no matter how you yeah. Tell it. Like, I just don't know what they weren't happy
4: about. Was- like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, there's not a person on the fucking wing of the plane in this one. There, there was yeah. like
3: there was a nice little Easter egg to the original, but it was all in mm-hmm. all its own fucking. Um, its own its own fucking episode like its own story did you watch episode 3 with the uh camera is that the traveler no oh rewind yeah. or whatever it is One yeah it great well fucking things
4: that's- i thought that it was a bit heavy handed at the very end uh-huh. um but i think overall it was very well done and i've said this to megan many times i love this new era of like black excellence I and mean, I, I i i don't know if there's a better way to say it but like I love like Gambino and Lizzo and pretty much anything Jordan Peele fucking does, and it's just and like Black Panther and how important he's going to be in the MCU. I just, I just really love that there's that kind of representation, and I, I, I think that that is a big attraction for me with Twilight Zone in general. Um, I just think that that episode doesn't feel like it was made by a black person. I don't know who directed it or wrote it or anything, but it just felt like it was a little too over the top. And I guess that you get that. Like the very end, I just could have done without it. I loved the concept and and it was very tense. And here's the difference between Twilight Zone and Black Mirror, which Black Mirror is just ripping off Twilight Zone anyway, and I've said that before. I can't watch Black Mirror. I can watch like two episodes and then it's just too dark. And I can take dark. I can take depressing i can take tension i can take all those things but black mirror has no fun Mm -hmm. it is no no fun and it's just it is just so dour and i just can't handle it and i don't like the show i i try and i just don't like it but twilight zone has the the right amount of entertainment tension and release even if people die I, I think that my favorite so far was uh, The Comedian. I love mm-hmm. Uh, What's his name? Yeah, me too. Um, Kamel
2: Nanjiani. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got like yeah. two or three movies this summer. So Stuber looks is, really good. Stuber looks really good. And apparently he's like one of the main characters in the, he's one the voice of one of the main aliens in the new Men in Black movie too, which is like, oh, cool. good for him. Get that paycheck, dude.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm assuming that Men in Black, whatever it is, is going to be garbage, but. Um, I mean, you know, I'll watch
2: like, it. It's got Thor in it.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll watch anything with Chris Helmsworth, but the movie that Megan and I watched together that I wanted to talk about is The Unicorn Store. Have you guys heard about Mm -mm. it? It's on Netflix.
2: I was going to say, I've seen it advertised on Netflix, but that's it.
4: So it is starring Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson, and it's also directed by Brie Larson. And she, the the short, I'll try and give it a short explanation, which is funny because they're just in Captain Marvel together. So um, so you have these massive, massive superstars in this really weird, Matt, it is totally in your wheelhouse, buddy. Like it gave me a real um, Garden State kind of feel. <laughs> uh, so she's, yeah, I know you're in, uh, also she's just so incredibly charming. I, I love Brie Larson. So, um, she is a, an art school f- dropout and she is like, and her mom is, uh, Joan Cusack and her dad is that guy that he's in all the, he's in a shitload of movies. He's the, the main, um, controller in the, uh, in the cabin in the woods he gets eaten by the merman.
2: I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: It's fine. I, I don't know his name by off the top of my head either. But um so she like lives at home and she gets a job in an office and she's trying to be a responsible, boring adult, and then she gets this uh invitation to come to the unicorn store. And she has to like go through all these hoops to get her own unicorn. Uh fantastic film. Um very it, it seems like it's an indie film because it has it seems like it has a very low budget and I, I mean in a good way it's just very small you know love it highly recommend everybody watch it it's very it's it's kind of a
2: it's kind of a comedy but also a little bit drama but not too drama love it so good all right well that is it for episode 200 i can't believe we've come this far we're going to be recording in the near future a little uh year four retroactive episode i've pulled some clips as we do every year so keep your eyes on the feed for that always hit up our patreon patreon.com backslash hmm podcast uh we finished filming a pilot uh the people on patreon know about it now you listeners if you haven't picked up on the little references that we've made in the past we shot a tv show pilot is something gonna happen with it who knows but if you are a ten dollar or higher donator on patreon you will be the first people to see the completed pilot. So go and check that out. And in the meantime, you also get a bunch of cool bonus episodes. I think this week we're talking about hardcore or this month. We're talking about hardcore Henry. Um, so picked by Brian. Picked by Brian. Got first. Got win. Thoughts. First yeah. win. <laughs> I got thoughts, <laughs> but, but we'll get into that. Um, and motion sickness. You've got oh, thoughts and motion sickness. Way too much motion sickness. Um, but, 200 ain't where we're stopping dudes in fact next week we're going to wax nostalgic so come and check out what we're doing for episode 201 and we're just going to keep on rocking in the free world over here at (laughs) horror movie night
0: listening to the geekscape network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina and I'm Tessa and together we are Femregard Regard Podcast. Mmm, Fem. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, FemRegard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.